I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Today is Friday, March 19th, 2021. Meaning for a lot of you, you're about to get two days to mostly stress about the week that was until you back at it on Monday. Well, I appreciate you being here with me now. Well, we break down America's coolest and most complicated city with the people writing its story. On today's cast, I look back on some of the stories I couldn't look away from this week, but a couple guests directly impacted by those stories. A few of my college students over at UIC. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. I took some time yesterday to sit down and watch Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth deliver a powerful message regarding the rise of discrimination and violence against Asian Americans since the COVID-19 pandemic and, of course, the Atlanta shootings earlier this week. Blaming the AAPI community for a public health crisis is racist and wrong. And continuing to treat our fellow Americans as others only further divides our country at a time when we should be pushing pulling, tugging at our nation with all our might until it lives up to its founding ideals of equality and justice for all. You see, individuals and organizations, including across the city of Chicago, have been highlighting all year the rise in harassment and violence, especially against women in Asian American communities. And yet, so many are still finding themselves caught off guard. Calls for solidarity are important, yes, but don't get it twisted. Fighting racism, whether in this movement, black or brown movements, should never be the burden of the oppressed or murdered. It's on the people who uphold and benefit from white supremacy to dismantle it. Now, if you've been following the CPS return to in-person learning, I got a data point for you. One in three. Yeah, one in three of those CPS students back in the classroom don't even have a teacher in the classroom physically, according to a survey from Chicago Principals. Honestly, if that was me, I'd probably be in the back acting a fool because when the teacher was there, I was in the back acting a fool. But luckily, that could change because CPS hopes to have all teachers and staff vaccinated before April 19th, the target date for high school students to return. Some good news for my sports fans. The number one seed fighting the line that begin their journey in the NCAA tournament today against Drexel. If all-American duo Ayo Dosumo and big man Kofi Coburn can handle business and the team knocks down his free throws, they should coast through the first round. Well, on the other side, they could see Loyola, Chicago, hopes their defense will be enough to knock off ninth seed Georgia Tech. And don't worry, Rambler fans. Sister Jean gonna be in the building when her boys open up in Indianapolis. Don't go anywhere, y'all. We're staying with the young folks today. Two of my speech team students at University of Illinois at Chicago are gonna react to some heavy news from the week, but we have some laughs in there too. Is, is somebody eating in the background? Yeah. I'm in my kitchen. I'm so sorry. I had to move. I had to move location. Stick around. We're just getting started. 
it's the end of the week, y'all, and we know there's a lot to keep track of. So we're doing a little roundup to help people process everything that's happened in a pretty heavy week. Helping me out today are two of my students from UIC, Oninye Udago and Jerome Kano. How y'all feeling today? Great. I'm doing good. I'm doing good as well. All right. We started the week with holiday celebrations on the weekend, which quickly here in Chicago took a turn on Sunday when 15 people were shot in Park Manor neighborhood after gunfire broke out at a party. The address is probably just five minutes away from me here in South Shore. Jerome, what was your thoughts when you saw the story? I, I got it from you uh, and a little bit more research. And I think in between like 48 hours between that and there was like another shooting at another location it was a really bad weekend as far as chicago went but i think my initial reaction is that it's it, it kind of sucks that it's it's seeping into this year and chicago is known once the weather gets nicer you know it gets a little hotter a little people more people are coming out it gets hotter um, it gets hotter yeah it gets hotter in the city exactly yeah. uh, Oninye, you said that you saw it on a tiktok before you saw it in the mainstream media yes like I was really upset to figure that out or to hear that. And I was confused that something that big didn't have more of a an impact in mainstream media. I get what you mean. And while, you know, places like the Sun-Times and the Tria picked this story up, you know, being Chicago's mainstream, I agree. One of the things that uh, was shocking is that this, you know, shooting didn't break to the further media. And I think a lot of that has to do with when people think about our city, you know, they stereotype us. I've been in cabs in other cities where people ask where I'm from. I say Chicago and they go bang, bang. Isn't that ugly? And I'm thinking to myself, what just came out of your mouth? So, so when you think about that narrative, Jerome, do you feel like a lot of people just don't care about uh, gun violence in Chicago anymore? And I mean, out, outside of the city, not necessarily us. Uh, I think outside of the city, when they look in, they're probably like numb to it. Like it's probably, again, like a stereotype, but it's it's a terrible thing to be numb to and to just categorize the city like that. One thing I want to note, uh, because I don't want to just make this, you know, 15 people were shot, you know, 30-year-old Rainisha Dotson and 39-year-old Lionel Darling lost their lives. And unfortunately, because we're in America, that wasn't the only major shooting that came up on our radar. Earlier this week in the Atlanta area, eight people were killed. Six of them were women of Asian descent. And this was a grotesque moment in a year that saw a rise in racism and xenophobia towards people of Asian descent, Asian Americans. Um, what were your thoughts when this came across your ticker? Yeah. So when I initially saw it, it was it was extremely shocking. I think it, it really hit, I would say, when you got your mom and your dad in the kitchen uh, watching the news and and the headline is Asian Americans being attacked. And, you know, we're all just processing it. And it's just really it's just really strange. And it's just really overwhelming uh, for us. When you say us, who do you mean? As an Asian family and Asian Americans, it was it was interesting to see us on there. Uh, it was a lot, and and the thing is, is like it, it's been happening over the year of like 2020. And I was telling Oninye, like I don't know, I don't get why it took until now uh, to really hit the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. our our last president really really was like pushing this 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 narrative of us, and it, it there was some consequences to it, and it got really fatal now. 
and it's just it was just it's like really scary you know because a lot of those people who are who are other than the the atlanta shooting you know there's a lot of hate crimes against asian americans and you know they're a lot of them those victims are fall close to my like my parents age Mm -hmm. so it's just really it's just it's very overwhelming. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, I would say. Mm-hmm. One of the things that concerns me in both stories, because they are so vastly different contextually, and yet uh, there's a tweet I saw a few days ago that said, as America opens back up, one of the things that we're going to see starting to come back is, is mass shootings. You all are part of the generation of mass shootings being normalized across our country even more. How concerned are you moving forward? Because it feels that that part of the conversation isn't going to be had. People are going to be in different feelings, in different moods, with different intentions. Interacting with people is going to be completely different. And I feel like that's just going to make a lot of people, like assimilating back into like normal life is just going to be super hard. Uh, Jerome, what what are your thoughts? It's like a pressure cooker. They've combined, you know, the stress, anxiety, mental health tolls. And then, I mean, there's there's a polarization among the people. And then, I mean, I, I don't even know if they've addressed the, the real um, root causes to like mass shootings, especially within schools. It seems like a lot of things are going to be unleashed and un, uh, like released when like reality comes back and we're all in the same space. It's very concerning, I would say. Again, that's Oninye Udagu and Jaren Kano. Two of my students at UIC, around the corner, how they feel about being in a classroom with boring professors. I mean, y'all know they ain't talking about me. (laughs) We talking about them other boring professors. CityCast Chicago is in love with the Silver Room, located in Hyde Park. When you walk in, it's an experience. From the DJ playing live music to the beautiful selection of goods and the large event calendar, the Silver Room is a true community space. I've told stories there, purchased books, candles, and Sade shirts, and can't wait for the return to the legendary block party. Visit thesilverroom.com and stop by with your mask on. Tell them City Cash Chicago sent you. A little closer to home for you all, the University of Illinois system announced that there are plans to return to majority in-person learning in the fall. You know, I've been teaching online since last March. You all have been mostly in front of your computers since last March. How y'all feeling about the the rollout of in-person learning? Well, I'm graduating, period. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nia said I'm out the dough. So, you know, that's, that's for another person to deal with. Yeah. But I will say from my experience, I miss being in real life. I really do. Um, and so I'm, I like, I'm just so, I'm a little jealous. Like y'all get to experience another year of normal college. I don't, I'm leaving. <laughs> I have to go get a job. I hear you. Jerome, are you going back into the classroom next fall? 
Oh, I'm ready. I, <laughs> I'm ready to go back into the classroom. I'm tired of this. I mean, school is meant to be like it's it's meant to be that way. I'm meant to sit down at a at a desk and a teacher's supposed to be teaching me. I, it's amazing how we take that for granted. Like I remember, like you know, like before everything hits, like oh, you dread going to class. And then I remember, like two months <laughs> in, you're like, damn, I was, I was feel to sit down at a desk and just have some boring, you know, just have some boring professor say something to me. Um, it's something that we definitely need, and I hope they approach it very meticulously and very safe, and everybody does it in a proper way. That way, we can keep going. That way, we can st- still have class. You know, one of the things we talked about on our show on Wednesday is really holding at the same time this fear we feel as things start to move forward, but also the joy that we're looking forward to experiencing with our families, our friends. You know, how difficult is for for you all to manage being both worried and yet so excited about what maybe comes next? I I am an anxious person and I worry about a lot of things all the time. So is worry there about going back to real life? A hundred percent. I'm worried about, you know, it's so funny. Like it's the simplest things. Like you know, getting ready is not what it used to be for me. Getting ready, like I used to be a person that would do all everything. <laughs> and now it's like if I put on moisturizer and you know wear something generally loungewear, cute-ish. That's it. So it's like I have to learn how to get back into the mindset of being who I am when I am outside versus the person that I am when I'm inside. But like, I think the joy and the experience that I'm going to have outside is going to outweigh my worries because I'm an extroverted person. I love being around people. I love being around new people. And so to have that and to be able to go to like things like, you know, I won't be in speech next year, which is so sad, but like I miss, I know for Jerome, that's going to be the most, the best experience to be around your teammates in person. No, I feel you. I haven't been able to be next to my coworkers yet. Jerome, how are you balancing that fear and that excitement uh, as things move forward? Yeah, I would. I, I share that anxiety. I definitely have that too. Um, and there's also the other side to it. Like, yeah, we about to go out. You know, we about to get this vaccine. We're ready to go out. Speaking of, it looks like the governor announced yesterday that vaccine eligibility is going to maybe go down to 16 and older that might not impact y'all here in Chicago, but it does mean that we're getting closer to y'all potentially getting the vaccine. Jerron, I know you were just mentioning it. Are you looking forward to getting the vaccine? Yeah, I am very much. My mom was just telling me uh, before I hopped on, like JV just announced you can get one. I was like, cool. <laughs> uh, thank God. I, I mean, I, I'm ready to get it. Oh, Nene, you've been vaccinated already. Tell me a little bit about what that experience was like. Well, number one, that's the only time I get to be a part of the 1%. So that was pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. Um, But, you know, I was super scared. Um, You know, I trust science. So I did a lot of research. As a scientist myself, I trust science. They had a lot of great research backing up everything. I love when people say, as a scientist. Uh, what, What did you get your degree in? Neuroscience. Come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So you, you're saying you trust science, you did your research. Yeah, I did my research. The efficacy of the vaccine is like 93, 95. It is super good. 
Thank you again, Oninye, Jerome, uh, two of my students from over at UIC. Again, Oninye, congratulations on your upcoming graduation. Jerome, I'm wishing you the best as you move back into the classroom. Thank you all for taking time with CityCast Chicago today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you as well. It's my pleasure. Before I let y'all go, there was one last thing on my mind this week. Uh, Governor Prisker announced yesterday that Illinois is about to start thinking about being on the bridge to phase five. Honestly, it sounds like a, a Marvel announcement, but I'm looking at the PDF right now and phase five basically means no limits, no capacity. It's like a album release party for Master P. Uh, but it got me thinking, what are you going to do for phase five? And so I asked my team what they were going to do when phase five hits Illinois. Lead producer, Carrie Shepard, what you gonna do when phase five comes around? I'm gonna sit super close and snugly with my best friends in a booth at a bar. <laughs> producer, Simone Alisea, what are you gonna do when phase five comes around? I am going out for karaoke and I'm gonna sing all that jazz from the musical Chicago. <laughs> Our amazing newsletter writer, Sydney Madden, what are you gonna do when Chicago goes into phase five? I'm gonna go to the beach, I'm gonna swim, and I'm probably going to get sunburned. And once the city hits phase five, I'm just hoping to get back on stage sooner rather than later, y'all. I appreciate y'all joining us on the cast today. Remember, sign up and learn more at citycast.fm slash Chicago. I'll see y'all on Monday. Peace. <laughs>